we are required to work. We need to do things. And love requires that we produce, not produce as a slave, but produce as a son or a daughter, produce in the context of relationship. Welcome to the In Rest Podcast with Noah Weeb. I'm Noah. I have been a follower of Jesus for over 10 years. I'm a pastor. Specifically, I work with youth and young adults to help them know God and thrive. In this podcast, you will learn how to live the Christian life well, how to walk with Jesus, how to know him better, and how to live the way God intended you to live. Thank you for joining me today for the In Rest Podcast. Let's get to it. talking about the true and real offer of the gospel. It is the rest that God alone provides. In this rest, we thrive and grow and know God. Rest is the only state in which we have real relationship with the Father. Rest is the output of a child of God. Rest is impossible for a slave a servant. Rest is impossible for someone who is alienated. Rest is impossible for someone who is anxious and concerned about every detail of their lives. Rest is impossible for those who are outside God's will. Rest, true and real rest, is outside the realm of possibility for someone who does not know God. In this podcast, we are going to be getting real about living in rest, how we become people of rest. The result of a life lived in rest is a life of love and joy and peace and purpose. Love is the, the fundamental need of, of every human being. Living in rest is living in love. To live a life in rest is to live a life in love. That does not mean that we are always at rest. <laughs> We're not always at rest because <laughs> the reality the reality is we, we are required to work. We need to do things. And love requires that we produce, but not produce as a slave, but produce as a son or a daughter, produce in the context of relationship, produce in the sense of being fruitful, rather in the sense of productivity for productivity's own sake. Not for efficiency, but for effectiveness. So love is productive. Love requires that things are done. I mean, love does not exist without sacrifice. Love does not exist without laying down one's own preferences. Love does not exist without at times condescending to a level that we don't necessarily need to go to. <laughs> love requires that we humble ourselves. Love requires something of us. There is a responsibility, an onus placed upon us by love. So to be in rest does not mean to be at rest in the same way that to live a life of love does not require that we are lazy, <laughs> but requires rather a great deal of us. In fact, it requires everything of us. In Hebrews chapter 4, it says, let us make every effort to enter that rest because there is a Sabbath rest available for the people of God. There is a Sabbath rest available for the people of God. The kingdom of God is near. The restoration that God 
has desired to bring upon humanity since its division from him. Since humanity's betrayal, God has desired to restore us, to restore people. And the restoration that he has desired to bring in to human history, the, the, the restoration that he's desired is here now, but it is coming in its fullness in the time to come. And because of that, we know that there is a Sabbath rest not only awaiting us, but there is a Sabbath rest that is available to us today. And what that Sabbath rest does to us is it launches us into a life of real purpose. Because when a creature is living a life of purpose, when a creature is living in accordance with the purpose for which it was created, there is peace, there's fulfillment, there is joy, there is thriving. We talk about in the, in the Western world, living your best life. To, to thrive and to live your best life is to live a life in rest. In this podcast, on this podcast, we are going to be discussing how to live a life in rest, what it looks like to live in rest. Essentially, if this podcast is effective, it will communicate to you, the listener, that a life of thriving, fulfillment, joy, and purpose is available in Christ Jesus. A life of thriving and of joy is available. And that is the life that God intends for you to live. The life that God intends for you to live is a life of love. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my burden is easy, and my yoke is light. Matthew eleven twenty-eight to thirty. To to really live the way God wants us to live, it's as simple as coming to Jesus. It's as simple as 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 approaching Him, and coming to Him isn't just okay going to church or or reading my Bible for the first time or whatever. It's really approaching Him relationally. It's coming to Him. And that can take place a lot in prayer. It can take place at church. It can take place in the context of worship. It can take place in the context of service. To really receive the rest that that Jesus offers us, that Jesus offers humanity. And keep in mind, he's saying, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He's calling to all all people, anybody who's listening. You know, In the context, he's talking to the people of Israel during his early mission but the but the meaning carries through on unto the rest of the world you know it carries on to those who would later be included in the gospel and in the gospel proclamation people regular people you know who are weary and burdened and who need rest and he promises to give it there's a verse in the bible james 1 5 and it says if any of you lacks wisdom ask God for it, <laughs> basically. That's such an awesome 
verse because it's 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 as my friend Mike Conrad shout out to you Mike you'll probably never hear this but so appreciate your quote Mike man he's such a cool guy but Mike once told me his favorite verse in the Bible and his favorite prayer to to, to pray in the Bible was James 1:5 if any of you lacks wisdom ask God who gives generously without finding fault and obviously there's also there's also the qualifier following that that says you know if anyone asks but does not believe then why would you expect to receive anything from god etc but what my friend mike was getting across was that his favorite verse to pray is james 1 5 because it is the one prayer that is guaranteed to be answered so if you ever want to answer prayer ask for wisdom but there's i think there's actually a few more no disrespect mike love you man but but I, i actually do see throughout the scriptures all kinds of prayers that are guaranteed answered <laughs> matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 is a promised answer to to come to jesus to boldly approach his throne to boldly approach his person to really enter his presence come to me come to me come to me is is not an over spiritual pie in the sky religious exercise it is a real thing that you can do and the result is rest and if i genuinely authentically sincerely come to jesus he he promises that rest will be given me for those of you who have suffered with mental illness this ought to be immensely good news It's been immensely good news for me because to come to Jesus means that when I am struggling with anxieties, when I'm going through cares or worries or burdens, when I'm depressed, keep in mind too, depression is also sort of a burden. Depression is a burden. It's it's wearying. Anxiety is wearying. It's burdening. Religiosity, legalism, traditionalism, even other people's judgments, expectations, their conclusions on you, their betrayals, whatever, you know, like everything in life can be a burden. (laughs) There's all kinds of things to choose from, but whatever it is, you can take that and, and make, and on the occasion of that burden, you can come to Jesus and say, God, I am weary and I am burdened with this thing, or even, or you're weary or you're burdened by something else that's happening. Just, you can bring it to Jesus, but but what he's what he's calling you to is not necessarily to focus on the burden or the weariness. He's he's beckoning to us to come, and the the promise is that he'll give us rest. And if that rest is available at the moment that I come to Jesus, then that means that that the Sabbath rest that Hebrews four is talking about is not only meant for the kingdom yet to come, but for the kingdom that is here now for the for those who are kingdom dwellers for those who do follow jesus today for those who turn to god and receive life in his name in the name of christ rest is available right here right now if you are burdened if you're weary rest is available and i extend that promise also throughout not just that that one moment but also another promise that comes to us in in luke chapter 9 luke chapter 9 is a very challenging chapter for a number of reasons but the number one reason why luke chapter 9 can be somewhat challenging is because luke chapter 9 is the self-denial chapter (laughs) it's where we get those very challenging words from 
Christ himself, following the very clear revelation that Jesus is the Messiah to his disciples. And then he says to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? The language is very interesting to me because he's saying, okay, you can lo- if you lose your life, then you'll gain it. If you, save, if you try to save your life, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. So if I choose to lose my life for you, Jesus, and for the gospel, I'll save it? Like, what, is this? what does this mean? Well, if you take a look at some of the language that's being presented there, the words that he's using in this is that he's saying, I, I, whoever wants to be my disciple. Other renditions of this same commandment in different translations but also in ever other you know other parts of the bible that that are running through this right in the, the other gospels that repeat this this idea whoever would come after me who or whoever would be my disciple whoever would be my follower right they must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me whoever would want to live the kind of life that i live must decide to say no to themselves not to self-reject, but to self-deny. Not to, not to self-destroy. Not to self-destruct, <laughs> but to self-deny. You know, it's to take on a choice, a decision of my own, which results in me giving my, my bodily living to Jesus. Taking up your cross daily is, you know, is really entering into a life of humility. It is to not necessarily be accepted by the society as we see it now. I'm not going to be able to get into that in this episode. (laughs) I will get way deeper into Luke chapter 9 another time. But what I wanted to make clear was in verse uh, 24 and 25, where Jesus says, whoever wants to save their life will lose it. If you try to preserve your life, if you cowardly try to preserve your own desire for living, your own preferences, your own whatever, if you're trying to preserve or save, or, or sustain your own way of living. You can choose to do that, but you'll lose it. Like you'll lose whatever it is you're trying to hold on to, desperately trying to prevent, prevent happening, or desperately trying to protect, you know, in your own life or in your own soul, and you refuse to surrender that to God, that's it, you lose it. But, but if you decide to say, you know what, whatever my life is today, Whatever it is that I have a priority about, Jesus, I give it to you. I lose it. You know, by by offering that, by coming to Jesus, by giving up those burdens or that weariness, you're giving your life to God. You're giving your idea of what life should be over to God. You're surrendering to God. You're trusting God with your life. You know, whatever you think life should be, if you, if you give that up to God, on the other side of that, God will give you what your life ought to be. <laughs> and ought to is, not a, is not, the, not a prescription for better moral living or better behavior. Ought to is like, okay, what does health and, and joy, what does, what does 
a thriving life really look like? Because if I think that the good life or my successful life is blank, and I give up that whatever that definition might be, God will give me the true definition of what a thriving life would be, an abundant life would be. John 10.10 says, I have come that they may have life. You know, Jesus came that we may have life and have it to the full. So one of the other promised answers in the Bible is the, the answer of surrender or the, the promise of surrender, the, 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 the reward for surrender. C.S. Lewis wrote, and yeah, I think he spoke it too. I'm sure he said it plenty of times. Uh, <laughs> and so many others have said it. But anyway, if you shoot at heaven, you'll get earth thrown in. If you shoot at earth, you'll get neither. And it's so true. It kind of reminds me of the idea of like an astronaut deciding to go to space, going through all of the, the rigmarole um, of space. And even though he's giving up comfortable life on planet Earth for a little while, for however long that goes, he actually gets to see Earth from a perspective that rare, rare few ever do. And he'll come back to it. Um, eventually, you have, to, you have to come back to to your life on earth or whatever if you're an astronaut so an astronaut does all of the preparation required to leave earth behind only to come back to earth with not only a fresh perspective but a range of experiences that totally and completely transforms the way they live their life on earth going through all the preparation entering into space seeing earth from a new from a new perspective that a rare few ever do does not actually do that for their own benefit but rather for the benefit of others and and, and under the authority of others and yet comes home a, a very a very different kind of person practically speaking to ask god for rest is not so much the question as we are asking God for himself, approaching him for him, approaching him. That's a promised answer, you know. And and Jesus says in in Matthew 11:28 to 30, right? In in the mix of that, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. The idea is Jesus gives you a responsibility. He gives you a purpose. And so the idea of a yoke is not the yoke that is within an egg, but the yoke that's on a beast of burden like an ox or something take my yoke upon you is to say okay come and work with me let me show you how um i do this you know let me show you how i do this life and while we're doing this we're actually going to get things done we're actually we actually are going to have accomplishments we are going to be productive we are going to be fruitful and effective as we walk together but come to me and you'll have rest because i'm the one doing all the heavy lifting in jesus day you would take a yoke and you take an old ox and then you take a younger ox and you pair them up together so the older ox would bear the burden harder than the other he would show the other ox how they do things how they you know how they plow whatever the essential idea is jesus is not only inviting us to come to him the person for a relationship but also to come and receive the responsibility for which we were made we like to talk about purpose as our destiny you know in this sort of you know sparkly disney sort of way you know like oh the super fun our purpose has to do with the work for which we were made. Like if I make if I make a mug out of clay and I throw it in a kiln and I do all the work that's required to make this thing, it's a vessel. You know, it's meant to do something. You know, I I, I have a purpose for it, and a purpose points to a particular work or a responsibility or a thing to do. You know, and the funny thing is, is that God does not make us with a purpose so that that's the end. He does not make us with a purpose to make that the basis of our relationship. 
you know, once you get to once you get to living your purpose, where do you go from there? You know, where you go is into deeper relationship. You know, the point that God is getting across is like, come to me, and you'll and I'll give you rest. You know, like come to me, and this is the kind of relationship we'll have. This sort of restful you know, friendship and we'll, we'll do business, you know, we'll do stuff, we'll accomplish things and you'll have a purpose, you know, and fulfilling that purpose gives us a sense of fulfillment, you know, doing that work because the biblical idea of fulfilling your purpose is, is actually getting down and dirty with the responsibility for which God has made you. Jesus in his earthly bodily living never ever separated separated himself from the Father relationally and yet always desired to be obedient to the Father in the responsibility for which he had been given because Jesus had a the clearest sense of purpose that any human being has ever had or ever will have again. To come to Jesus is to be given a purpose, is to enter into a sort of work, into a sort of responsibility. And in the midst of that, we also learn that the purpose and responsibility for which God has made us is not burdensome and hard. It's not harsh, in a sense. It's not, you know, we're not, we're not like sort of grinding away. This is not a grind. Everything that you do on earth, there's, there's an element that it, this is hard work. It's not that it's not hard work, living the purpose, or even... You know, the decisions that we make as a follower of Jesus will never require anything of us because, again, love has a requirement to it. But what I want to make clear, I suppose, is that us entering into relationship with God, coming to Jesus, not just in the entry, but in every time we come to Jesus, when we come to him and surrender to him and to choose to live the life that he made us for, Instead of living out our own idea of what life should be or ought to be, there is, an, there is a promise to that. And the promised answer is rest and life and peace. Well, thank you so much for joining me for the In Rest podcast. There is going to be a lot more discussion around how we surrender to Jesus and the result that comes from being a surrendered disciple. What it, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus and the fruit that that bears. If you want to continue with me in learning how to apply rest to our lives, how to be disciplined in seeking the Lord while he may be found, in spending time with Jesus and walking with him and hearing his voice, I'd encourage you, join me for this podcast. If you would like to follow me on socials, I have Facebook, I have Instagram, um, but you can also find me on YouTube. If you just search the InRest channel, um, I have a YouTube channel right there. If you're watching this on YouTube, that's super cool. Awesome. I'm on Spotify. The usual stuff. So if you want to subscribe to me, subscribe to me on every imaginable platform. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> um, but uh, as for right now, God bless you. Thank you again so much for joining me. And may the Lord give you peace this day as you seek him in surrender and in rest. <laughs>